Hello, everybody, and welcome to Battle City Broads, our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Jenny. And I'm Ellie. And today we'll be uh, looking at episode nine of Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero as we continue our watch through. Um, Yo-Yo gang. Yo-Yo gang. (laughs) We have been building up to this, building up this one for a while, but this is definitely one of the episodes that I was most looking forward to because I really like this part of the manga. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we, we've been waiting, all of us have been waiting for a more Joey-centric episode. And here it is. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you have been waiting. I've been perhaps, waiting. perhaps you also, dear listener, have been, have been like, I need more Genochi content in my life. But if not, it's okay. You're going to get it anyways. <laughs> if you have taste, then you've been open yeah. for some more Joey content. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Well, to all our listeners with good taste, let's begin. <laughs> yeah. Did, did we have anything else we wanted to talk about? Oh, yeah. I guess, uh, I, unfortunately, I don't have much of an emotional connection to yo-yos. So I feel like I can't speak to that. I'm not very good at them. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they've kind of gone out of fashion as well. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of something that comes, like, in and out of popularity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely had yo-yos as a kid, but at, at some point one or another, but I was never very good at them. Like, I never learned any tricks or anything. I was just sort of aware of yo-yo as a thing that one could could possess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I But I do feel like maybe this episode, like, I don't know. I feel like yo-yos were big in the 90s. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I like. Yeah. I remember kids having yo-yos, but I just didn't have the hand-eye coordination mm-hmm. to do anything fancy with them. But I think, honestly, I think, especially the beginning of this episode, definitely captures the fact that there usually was one guy in your class that was really good with yo-yos, or at least knew like four or five tricks, and he could get like several months worth of like social credit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by, you know, showing people his cool yo-yo tricks. Yeah, you know, well, good for him. Good for him. It's a rough world out there, middle school, high school. Oh my god, you have to seize on any possible thing to to give yourself social credit in middle school. That's for sure. And honestly, yo-yo is definitely one of the more benevolent um, methodologies. So good for them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's let's just jump right into it then. All right. All right. So this episode is called Explosion, the Ultimate Secret Yo-Yo Technique. Great um, title. What is that technique? We'll never see it. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, there's not really like... Yeah, there's not there's not any particularly fancy yo-yo tricks, though there is some uh, truly fantastic bad yo-yo animation, which is definitely... Oh, yeah. Good. Well, there are a couple of things that I think in this episode that I think might be the titular secret yo-yo technique Mm -hmm. and i will point them out as they happen and then maybe at the end we can decide what the title truly refers to but um we're on a bit of a streak of uh titles that aren't necessarily accurate representations of what happens in the episode considering we had a whole conversation about how last episode's title was like only half correct Mm -hmm. hey gotta get gotta rope people in somehow Mm -hmm. but anyway um, so we begin the episode, uh, and Joey is, he is that guy that we were talking about. He has come into his high school and he is showing people his cool yo-yo tricks. What, don't we start, doesn't it actually start with like that cold open where the kid is like running away from menacing yo-yo boy? Oh, you're right. I totally forgot about that part. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's some, uh, there's like a kid and he looks like he's from, uh, Yugi and Joey's school. I yeah. Set up too. Yeah. 
running and we're seeing people we're seeing sort of like other pants and all that kind of stuff and some yo-yos menacingly you know being yoed what's the action for when you like unspool a yo-yo i think you just call it yo-yoing okay they're ominously yo-yoing you know and yeah the yo-yos start to like attack this kid and he falls down and he's like, please, no, spare me. And then it cuts to black as the yo-yos continue to ominously approach him. Yeah, because the first thing I wrote down in my notes is evil yo-yo in all caps. And then after it, I'm obsessed with evil yo-yo <laughs> because it's just it's just really good. It's just yeah, such a good lots concept. Of ominous yo-yo shots in this episode, which I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, after that cold open um, with yo-yos being established as a theme, we now see Joey with his new yo-yo. And he is shoving off his tricks. Uh, so his tricks, it's really cute because it's in, he says in English, uh, his two tricks are long asleepa, which is like he's able to like get the yo-yo to go down and it sort of like continually hovers. Yeah. So this is just the super basic like mm-hmm. sleep, a yo-yo, making a yo-yo sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he combines it with he's like oh you put it on the ground and then you walk the dog so basically once you get it to continually rotate you put it on the ground and it can sort of like move slowly towards certain things or actually sometimes pretty quickly um Anzu is not particularly impre- impressed uh, yeah <laughs> she's seen these tricks before so she's like these aren't even fancy tricks these aren't even yeah well because she's because he's like it's called walk the dog in English, like, you know, walk the dog. <laughs> um, and uh, in English, and then Anzu is like, isn't that just walk the dog, which like she says in Japanese. So basically, he's just like trying to say it in English to make it sound fancier, mm-hmm. I guess. In the manga, they translated this bit as, um, he said, it's called parade the pooch. And she's like, you just renamed walk the dog. It's the same that's thing. That's even better, though. <laughs> but i think that's that's it's that's a pretty good translation it's basically he's just like trying to make it sound fancy oh also his yo-yo says fire boy on it (laughs) such a good yo-yo um so at this point uh honda comes in to wreck everybody's life or to make everything way less fun and he's like don't play with toys at school um because i'm a, a like killjoy yeah Joey's like, you're an old man. You've never had fun in your life. Screw you. Classic dynamic. Which is true. I do feel that this is true about Honda. That he he doesn't know understand fun. Uh, Miho's then like, I want to play with the yo-yo. <laughs> and Honda's like, no, you can't. It's too dangerous. Which at first seems pretty comical. Yeah, it was literally like the sad thing about Honda's like, what if Miho gets accidentally yo-yo murdered? Like, fantasy is that she is dumb enough that it's not implausible. <laughs> it's like, sorry, but that's the way it is. Honestly, Honda, maybe this one time you had a point. Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, this is unfortunately one of those episodes where Honda's actually kind of right about things, which is just shows like how much the world has de- degenerated. Just how how rough things sad, how rough sad. things are out there. <laughs> this is actually this is a this episode has like a better showing for Honda. It actually is episodes. a good Honda episode because it mm-hmm. gets to highlight his like other relationships with his friends. Yeah, he gets some serious moments later. Yeah, exactly. So good Honda episodes. We shouldn't I shouldn't make fun of him too much on one of the few good Honda episodes. Um, so at this point, Anzu's like, yeah, Honda actually has a point. I've heard reports of a yo-yo gang, an evil yo-yo gang. 
there's a gang of delinquents who use yo-yos to beat people up. And yeah, and Yugi's like, yo-yos aren't weapons, which I feel like is very good. It's a very good stance that he has, partially because he has an uh, Egyptian spirit that does use games as weapons. But then also, I think on his... He doesn't know that yet, though. His perspective is games and gaming. Anything gaming or gaming adjacent is pure and should never be used to hurt people. Very pure. Yeah. He's a good boy. And so Joey, at this point, is like, I'm going to go, how dare they uh, insult my craft? I'm going to go and stop this evil yo-yo gang. Um, so he, like, runs off at the end of the day. defend To defend the honor of yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, how dare they disrespect the noble craft? So we get to the end of the school day, and we see Yugi... He's at home, it's sort of nighttime, and he's like looking out the window and he's just hoping that Joey doesn't get hurt, doesn't get put himself in too much danger. Well, Yugi, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I appreciate the thought, but... But his heart's in the right place. All right, so the next day, uh, Joey's absent from school, which which thus triggers one of like my so, like a very very good exchange where everybody's like wow Joey's never been absent ever which is like shocking to me with like everything else that we've known about his personality yeah that doesn't seem that seems off to me as well mm-hmm. I also noted that I was like really like he never skipped school but it does come with a hilarious line of Honda going like his health is his only good point <laughs> Oh really? Like, that's, like, that's very he's good. Nothing I don't know really for him except the fact that he's healthy. <laughs> well, you know, isn't there like a I feel like I've seen this in a couple of different like manga and anime. Isn't there a saying? Isn't there a Japanese saying that's like stupid people don't get sick? Like isn't that like a Japanese superstition? <laughs> no, but I love that. I love that and that would work in this situation. I, I think that's a th- I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I, I'm pretty sure that's like a Japanese like I feel like I've heard like they say idiots never get sick in some anime or another. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look that that up really qu- quickly. Yeah. Never get sick. If so, I feel really bad because I very rarely get sick. So I guess that's proved that I'm like a moron. Yeah, okay. idiots, idiots can't catch not colds. catch colds. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sorry, really quickly, I want to read this TV tropes thing. Is English phrase too slow to catch a cold may or may not be related. If there's any real life explanation, it may be that idiots are too stupid to realize they even have a cold, then ignore it until it goes away. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh something something coronavirus response something. Anyway. Yeah, and there's there's a list of um different uh shows that this has shown up in mm-hmm. is is Yu-Gi-Oh! Lester Junk the anime one real quick um I don't think so I mean this is a pre- this is b- barely an example but... oh I think this is what I was thinking of it says that it shows up in Oran High School Host Club uh yeah I know you're an Oran High School Host Club master so that makes sense <laughs> it does say Seto Kaiba says this to Jinochi on one occasion in Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> that this, page. this is just made for Joey then <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Okay. He does seem like one of those guys who never gets sick, though. Yeah, he absolutely would be. That's his, as as Honda said, it's possibly his only good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, Yugi's getting kind of worried. He's like, "What if the gang beat him up and he's not able to go to school?" So he convinces the rest of the gang to um, head over to Joey's house. But actually, none of them know where he lives except for Honda. Uh, so none of them have been to his house or have any sense of where he lives, which seems pretty unusual since they definitely all know where Yuki lives and at least occasionally hang out at his house. Yeah, they all hang out quite a bit. So they decide to go to Joey's house. 
Um, Honda takes them there. He seems kind of, and this is where we, he starts to shift a little. We see him probably take on his persona that he will for the rest of the episode. Honda's like a bit more serious. You can tell he's more yeah. focused. Serious business Honda. <laughs> Good, actual serious business, non-cleaning committee Honda. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to his house. It's an apartment complex. Um, despite Honda kind of being like really wary when they get in the area, Miho kind of just decides to like barrel ahead once she gets Yeah, she's info. like, the door's not locked so. yeah like they find his apartment complex and um uh honda seems really hesitant but Mio's like the door's not locked let's just open it so she just busts it open mm-hmm. we only see what's inside for a short a short bit but basically a we hear a drunken man yelling and throwing a bottle uh he throws a bottle and he's like oh he basically says something implying that joey hasn't been home yeah, he's like, you useless kid. Yeah, he's like, you useless kid, you haven't even been back, like, you didn't even come back last night, so we're assuming that Joey's not stepped back foot in his house at all. Yeah, so they all run away, and they're like, was that really, is that really Jinochi's dad? And they're like, yeah, so this yeah. is just a, like, yeah. Jinochi's home life is really rough, like, abusive, alcoholic dad. Yeah, and Honda's like, that's why Joey doesn't invite yeah. um, us to his house, just because, like, he is a drunk uh, we'll get a bit more explanation on his family backstory in later episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe he lives alone with his dad. Um, but at this point, so it's pretty clear this is new info for like Yugi and Miho and possibly Anzu, though she doesn't have Pretty sure Anzu as well, yeah. Yeah. Seems like Honda, because Honda is the one who was like friends with Jinochi uh, before when they were in middle school, which they talk about. Is it now or later where he talks about like. This is how I met Jinochi. It's, it's later. Okay. Uh, so anyway, they are like, okay, well, he's not here. We, we're going to just go around town and try to find him. Um, they seem to be unsuccessful for a while. Um, but then they come upon the yo-yo gang that we saw in the beginning of the episode. We can see more of them. They're clearly all wearing the same school uniform. They look kind of like most the ones we see fo- so far are just kind of generic punks. Uh, at this point, they're all surprised to see as this gang is like beating up on this one guy, taking his money, that Joey is with them, um, not fighting them. He just seems to be chilling with them, which is super bizarre. Yeah, it's like a really shocking moment. They're like, why is Jinochi in this gang? Yeah, so they basically run over to confront him. Joey is very, it's very odd. He doesn't seem shocked. He doesn't seem embarrassed. He doesn't seem happy. He doesn't seem anything as they approach him and are kind of like, hey, what are you doing here? Like, he just has complete non-reaction. He doesn't Mm -hmm. say anything for a while. Um, Also, really quick note. So at this point, most of these guys look like just generic henchmen type. There are uh, two people that have actual designs yeah um one is sort of the main villain the other guy is this henchman who i don't i couldn't find his name though that might just be my subs but he looks like he's wearing like bright red lipstick which was very distracting for me is that the guy with the bright green hat yeah he has bright green hat purple Hmm. hair and bright like very 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 bright but like also small red lips incredibly disconcerting yeah it's, it's a weird design well there's also a dude who has like sort of dark pink spikes just sticking straight up out of his head like very very spiked hair oh yeah i didn't he doesn't speak as much but like yeah this lipstick wearing man mr lipstick i'll call him he has like he's like the henchman with the most annoying lines like basically like whenever they don't have the boss speaking yeah um speaking of the boss um honda actually kind of recognizes him he's like this very large stocky looking guy his name is hiritani yeah hiritani he has blue hair like we were talking about the hair the colors earlier but again this is just like 
Season Zero Yu-Gi-Oh's philosophy that like if something can be an extremely bright color, it should it uh-huh. it, it should and will be because I mean you know I've read this the the manga version of this story like you know many times because mm-hmm. I had the manga as a kid so I very much know this character I have like an image of this character in my mind and his hair oh he has like a sort of um. <laughs> undercut type yeah, undercut in a ponytail which is actually a surprisingly big look now so i yeah i was gonna say he seems like um it's a look that like nowadays reads as very like uh like gay but i, de- <laughs> I probably didn't in the 90s <laughs> that's so true <laughs> Damn. yeah but the, the hair is like bright what i'm saying is that his hair is like bright blue and of all the times I read this manga as a kid if you asked me like what hair color do you think this guy would have I do not think I would have imagined it would be like super super bright blue but that's what the animators went with so Mm -hmm. I mean they also went with bright green for Kaiba's hair so like (laughs) yeah they just they they were just like gotta differentiate somehow sort of tangential but I was I was forced my sister to watch some anime with me while we were home I was working from home and she was like let's watch something together and I was like, you want to watch, my sister's very sporty. So I was like, I, how can I get her to watch an anime? So I was like, oh, I can watch Haikyuu with her, which is like a volleyball sports anime. Very mm-hmm. good if you haven't seen it. And she she could knock it over. She was like, I'm pretty sure in Japan, like everybody has black hair. And I was like, yeah, because the main character is like bright orange hair. And I was like, yeah, but they have to like differentiate. And some kids, I'm sure, dye their hair. And she was like, mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like she was like, "Why does this kid have gray hair?" Then and I was like, "You're thinking too hard." You- yeah, it's literally just anime. Just be like that. You just have to accept that everybody has unrealistic hair colors and just mm-hmm. go with it. Mm-hmm. Except for on on certain occasions, um, there are some shows where people will have like realistic hair colors, or weird hair will be like called out as unusual yeah. in the story. Yu Gi Oh is not, not one of them. Yu Gi Oh is not one of them. <laughs> As you can see by looking at the main character who has the most insane anime hair that was ever created. And I think only in the dub, but we'll, we'll get this more in Duel Monsters, but like I think pretty much no one ever comments it. I think they add some stuff in like later Duel Monsters dubs, like some little throwaway lines, just because they were like a little self-aware of it. But mm-hmm. we'll have to keep an eye out for this. I think that just nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like people refer to him a couple times as, like, that kid with spiky, multicolored hair or something, but Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't say it in a way where it's, like, it's super weird. They say it more in a way of, like, yeah, like, just a way to describe what he looks like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyways, oh my god, this, okay, sorry, this isn't even that related, but speaking of anime hair colors, Mm -hmm. do you remember how there was, like, this thing in, like, early 2000s anime fandom where if a character had blue hair in Fan fiction people would use the word blue net like brunette but with blue i have never seen that i believe you but i've never seen that i think i wasn't into early thousands anime culture enough yeah i don't i'm sorry i don't know what just i just remembered that and it all came back to me or like and then people would take that and they would expand it and they would use put stick other words in there so people would call like like sakura from naruto would get called a pinkette because her i've definitely pink. seen that i've seen pinkette i i remember i mostly remember like the the way people would make fun of how people would describe eye and hair color in fan mm-hmm. fiction like people would do like control F and like be like how many times Onyx was used in a fan fiction that Sasuke was in or something like Onyx. <laughs> Onyx you remember eyes. Pinkette a lot. It's a lot of Pinkette. Yeah. It's always just like, you can't justify anime hair colors. I once read when I was a, like a 
small kid, when I first discovered fan fiction, I remember I read a fanfic where it was about Team Rocket from Pokemon, and it was like a grimdark, like, edgy fic where mm-hmm. they had to, like, go on the run and hide in a cave and, like, were being shot at with guns and stuff. Wow. And one of the <laughs> one of the things that... Uh, Pokemon fanfiction is wild. Like, <laughs> edgy Pokemon fanfic. But, yeah, but, um... They described them like washing out their hair and him being like Jesse and James and them and her being like, yeah, my I dye it, you know, magenta pink, but my natural hair color is brown or whatever. And I remember like 10 year old me being like mind blown because I had just never questioned the concept of cartoon characters having crazy hair colors. And I was like, wow, people have actually thought about this. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like there's very few, but there are a few anime and actually usually like JRPGs I've played where they're like, usually there's like a blonde character and they're either like a punk or whatever. And people will be like, you need to dye your hair back. That comes up in Fruits. That also comes up in Fruits Basket, which is pretty funny because a lot of the characters in Fruits Basket also have different color hair. But it literally mm-hmm. only comes up with like one character Though it does lead to a really hilarious gag joke where he proves his hair is naturally white by, like, showing a guy's pubes. <laughs> yes. That his hair is naturally black and white. Black and white. Oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, obviously you have frosted tips. And he's like, no, my hair is literally naturally black and white. And he has to yeah. show him what I'm assuming look like frosted pubes. Though, even though we, we know that that's actually how his hair is growing, I do love the potential implication that maybe, like, he was so dedicated to the bit that he was like, I gotta frost my pubes just in oh case my God. somebody has. Like those people who dye their um armpit hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So um, so we see Hiritani. He's the bad guy with the blue hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Honda's, so Honda recognizes him and says, that's the guy that Joey used to hang out with at middle school. Um, and Haritani is kind of like, oh, I can't, he, he notices the gang. And he, he's not impressed. He sort of looks over and he's like, I can't believe you're hanging out with these losers. You should have come to Rinotama, which is their high school, instead of Domino yeah. High School. Like, this, yeah, these guys suck. Them. They look like weaklings. They don't have yo-yos. Why, why even bother? Um, so this really upsets Yugi. And he's like, Joey, you gotta come back. Come back to our friend group and our school, please. It's sad. Yeah, very sad. Joey, yet again, is just, like, completely not responding. He's barely even looking mm-hmm. at them. He's like, basically acting as though he doesn't know them. Yeah, he's literally just not even looking at them. Um, so at this point, uh, one of the random gang members gets sick of Yugi and just punches him in the face. <laughs> We're already down bad for Yugi getting beaten up this episode, guys. We're starting off way earlier than we normally do. <laughs> Sorry, is that... Uh, that seems like a weird use. What is what does the term "down bad" mean to you, Jenny? Because it's true. <laughs> my understanding of the definition was it means that you're like super horny. <laughs> that's one. That's one term. But like, I feel like I feel like that's the main version of the term. But I feel like it can also just mean like down bad in the game. Like the, the weird thing is, it was really hard for me to accept that that's what that meant because my brother and dad use that all the time. Like even like five years ago to describe like football. Or, like when people oh, okay. do badly, like oh, this team is down bad, and I'm assuming they didn't mean the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team was unfortunately horny. I'm assuming they just meant that their score was doing bad. But you know what? That's I don't so know. Funny. Football, so actually, maybe that's what it's yeah, about. I've only I've only heard people say that. Like I've only heard people say that fairly recently, and mm. so I I did actually look it up a while ago because I was like, wait, I'm not 100 percent sure what this term, what this slang means, and that was the definition that I saw. You're right. It, like nowadays, it totally means like 
somebody shooting their shot and getting shot down or just horny and doesn't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the animator's horny for Yuki getting beat up anyway. Okay, let's <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, so the rest of the gang freaks out and then Anzu immediately blames Joey, which I think is pretty funny. She's like, Joey, you're a monster, which like is kind of fair because he didn't even try to intervene and he just seems totally like out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is funny how she immediately is like, Joey, you did this. Um, yet again we don't really get a reaction um, even after getting punched Yugi's like know that you can come back anytime but Joey doesn't seem moved and he as the yo-yo gang heads out he heads out with them so it cuts to a little later and this is where we get some of the backstory is it it's basically don't they they kind of go as a group to like go try and find Dinochi like and the gang and then on the way there yeah Basically, it, it's basically just a mini flashback where Yugi's like, we're friends because of the Millennium Puzzle. Like, that's oh, the reason yeah. that we're friends. We get a very short flashback to when the first episode, when they became friends. Um, yeah. And he's basically like, I believe that he hasn't changed since that day. Like, he's still a good person. There must be more going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bahanda's like, no, I think he's kind of stupid. <laughs> I think this might be... What's happening? It's gone bad. We get another quick shot to the Hiratani gang. Um, they're beating up on like another rival school gang. And mm-hmm. Joey talks for like the first time since we've seen him with her gang. And he's basically like, oh, fights should only be won with fists. He seems to not agree with like the evil yo-yo techniques. And at this point, Hiratani's like, okay, then show me how well you fight with your fists. And Joey starts beating up on, on this rival gang for him. And he is arguably pretty good at it at this point um the rest of the gang and honda's still there meet up with there i think they were like wandering around trying to find him again um but they find him uh at this point honda tells the backstory of how he and joey became friends which is that they became friends through a uh, like a running competition um what's it called yeah. when you're uh a relay race. A relay right? race. Basically, it was a relay race where they were getting their... It was a tournament. Um, they were in last place, or like their relay team was in last place, but Honda was able to run really fast, and then Joey got the... <laughs> he, basically, they just were really good teamwork-wise in the relay race, uh, and um, they got first place, and because their friendship was so solid... Um, they became friends. Um, so Honda now has brought out like a band, like a reward band. Uh, I don't know how, what else to call it. You know, like bands people wear across their chests when they've wanted to like that. It's it's basically the, just like a purple sash. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah, sash. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Um, so then Honda is like, I'm going to use this sash uh, to remind Joey of our friendship and bring him back into the light. Bold mm-hmm. strategy, Chief. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so at this point we see Joey, he's basically swept up the entire rival gang, which has impressed Hiratani, which we keep, we sometimes forget, but Joey is supposed to be physically very strong and actually- Yeah, he's a tough guy. He can beat people up. Um, So Hiratani seems impressed. So at this point, this is when they're like, oh, we got to go to J's. Yeah, it's like J apostrophe Z, which is the name of the, the cool club that the tough guys hang out at. Because they're like, we're trying to find them. And so the storekeeper there is like, oh, uh, Hirtani's gang hangs out in like this warehouse. Um, and they were able to trick a domino student into joining their gang. Yeah. 
And so at this point, all of Yugi and all of his friends are like, yay, he was tricked. There's something else going on. We knew he was good. Or especially Yugi is like that. And Honda seems... Also, did you notice that there was something like really... Maybe it was just my file, but it sounded to me like there was something weird about the voice of the guy who was like giving them directions to the warehouse. What about... Well, what do you mean by weird? I don't think I really noticed... It literally sounded like they recorded him on a worse quality microphone oh, okay. than everyone else. That I agree with. It did sound <laughs> like, I thought it was actually my recording because I was used shitty Yu-Gi-Oh rips. But like, yeah, it, it was kind of like it had been set. They forgot to record audio lines for shopkeepers. So they like just went out and were like, hey, random citizen. Yeah, it sounded like they were just like, shoot, we need somebody to do this. Like, get Yeah, it was weird. It was like, well, we can't we can't bring him back in to to fix the recording that we fucked up. So we'll just use it. and Nobody will notice. Well, we noticed Mm -hmm. 23 years later. We're off to you, Toei. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So they go to the warehouse. Um, I. I guess this time it makes sense how they were able to find him, but I'm realizing that Yugi's gang was able to track the Yo-Yo gang with surprising efficiency this episode. <laughs> There's lots of running around. But anyway, so at this point they go to the warehouse and Yugi like is talking to Joey and he's like, I knew you were tricked. You can come back. You're a friend now. It's fine. At this point, Joey is like, no, I actually joined the gang to do whatever I want. And I don't want to have to follow any rules. I want to be able to like live life with free will, which is really upsetting to our poor boy. Yeah, he's basically trying to convince them that like, no, I really did cut you off and go back to my old ways. Yeah, like I, I miss being a punk and I want to be a punk again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when Honda comes up with the band and is like, remember our friendship? Remember that time we won a relay race and that cemented our bond as brothers forever? And Joey's like, no, I don't. And then punches him. <laughs> yeah, and he rips the band out of his hand and stomps on it. Mm-hmm. It's very Very sad. dramatic. It's sad. It is sad. It's pretty it intense. Sad. You feel bad for Joey. All right, so at this point, I'm a little confused what's happening. I think Hiratani's gang leaves because they're basically trying to find another school gang to, like, beat up to prove their dominance. Yeah. Um, but they're like, oh, we've beaten up pretty much anybody. Um, so, so, I mean, they've just left. Is this the part where they beat up Yugi? Yes. The next thing I have written down is Honda Broom. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's what's about to happen. So basically, they've just left the warehouse, and Honda must have been, like, stunned into silence by Joey's uh, band stomping. But he now bursts over a fence and is like, fuck you guys. Um, I'm challenging you to a fight, Hiratani. And if I win, you have to leave Joey alone. Mm-hmm. And his weapon is Broom. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Oh, yeah. Well, they, they both choose their weapons. Hiratani t- brings out this, like, very impressive and large spiked yo-yo. Surprisingly yeah, a yo-yo ominous. with spikes coming out of the side. Yeah, surprisingly ominous looking. Um, And then Honda just grabs a broom. <laughs> he just has a broom. It's, like, made of bamboo. Yeah, it's, like, it's even weaker than your average wooden broom. Not a great showing from our boy. <laughs> but anyway, so, of course, uh, this is where we see Hiratani's yo-yo skills. Um, and he, I mean, he doesn't really use skills. He just sort of throws the yo-yo at, at Honda and it breaks the broom. Um, and then he, Honda gets like kneed in the stomach. <laughs> I mean, I guess it takes, it takes, it must take some amount of skill to target the yo-yo, like at a specific thing. That's true. And it is, and it is impressive. Also, I guess it's good that he didn't just like start scratching him up with the, the yo-yo. Um, but as he's about to, actually, as he's about to attempt to do that, he's about, he's like aiming his spiked yo-yo at Tristan, at Honda, Tristan's weakness or whatever. Yugi steps in and he's able to deflect the yo-yo with the Millennium Puzzle. So we get some (laughs) cool, like, Millennium Puzzle combat. 
It's some like rock, paper, scissors here. Yo yo yeah. beats broom. <laughs> Puzzle beats yo yo. That uh, that's a really good representation of this whole episode. Oh wait, I think we didn't realize to the implication of of Honda, uh, Mister Beautification Committee, picking up a broom and having it be a useless weapon. Symbolism. <laughs> it's that he sucks at even things that he wants to be good at. <laughs> Deep but true. <laughs> Um, so as Yugi deflects the yo-yo, it basically spins back and very, very lightly scratches Hiritani on the face. Um, mm-hmm. but not only do the rest of the gang freak out, he proceeds to freak out. Um, so he grabs, they basically like grab, uh, they grab Yugi. Mm-hmm. Honda's basically unconscious on the ground. Also, I have no idea where Miho and Anzu went at this point. Like, they just stopped. Yeah, at following. some point they stopped being in this scene, but I don't remember, like, where Yeah, but they like, definitely I don't think left. they were around for, like, this next part because basically, like, they grab Yugi and, and Joey was also not around during this confrontation. Um, they grab Yugi and tie him up, like, so he's hanging by his arms and are just, like, beating him up. Yeah, they have him tied up on this, like, hook. They basically take him back into the warehouse. Mm -hmm. In the warehouse, and they're just beating the shit out of him. So that's being getting the shit beat out of him twice this episode. Joey bursts in, and it's it's very funny because he basically breaks down a wall. However, so the hole that's left when he breaks down the wall is, like, this cragged, like, it looks like he kicked, like, a hole open. However, like, the thing that falls down looks like a perfect door. And I just thought (laughs) it was, like, a weird animation choice. Or right. maybe that was, like, their secret entrance or something. But it was just very funny. Like, it kind of ruined the heroic moment for me. I didn't notice it. So it didn't ruin the heroic moment for me because I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he's like, screw you guys. I'm not doing this anymore. He proceeds to take his yo-yo out and start whooping fools with his yo-yo. And he also is like, basically, he made a deal with his friends that the gang had to leave. Hirtani's gang had to leave his old friends alone um and that deal was now broken because hiratani was beating up yugi not sure where this energy was when he saw uh yugi get punched by a gang member earlier but you know what maybe only maybe he only made the the deal with hiratani yugi gets punched by people every day of his life (laughs) he's like he's like okay you can punch yugi once we've all done it but you cannot tie him up and punch him multiple times that's where i crossed Line. At a certain point, we cause the line. <laughs> That's too yeah. much punching at that point. Okay, so at this point, the gang sort of like surrounds the yo-yo gang surrounds Joey, and they're ominously yoing, yo-yoing, um, sort of like keeping him from uh, getting any closer. Uh, there's like a couple shots where like it looks like Joey's sort of like defending himself, and you and I can't tell if the yo-yos are supposed to be like implied to be like smacking him or if he's just like. Has, he's waiting and they're sort of like uh preventing him from approaching it's not really clear. yeah it's a bit so it's a little bit clearer in the manga I, I think this is one of the places where this episode falls down is that the animators were just like not up to the challenge mm-hmm. of conv- well conveying what a yo-yo was doing yeah. in like moments when what the people are doing with the yo-yo is important exactly. like it's the the sort of the Again, we've talked about this before. This show is good at like colors and mm-hmm. designs and mood, yeah. but it's really bad at any sort of like dynamic action moments because sometimes it's genuinely unclear what's going on. Yeah, it, it either does like weird pseudo 3D or like things are so um uh what's it called when it's like it uh, flat, I guess? Like flat. What's it called when it's like disjointed like it, it's kind of like low frame rate yeah that 
that's probably the best way to describe it. But yeah, so this episode, some of this part kind of suffers from that. But uh, at this point, though, basically, uh, he Joey decides to charge forward. Uh, Hirtani aims his spiked yo-yo at him, and he is able to uh, also deflect the yo-yo. And he's able to deflect it with his own yo-yo and deflects it um, so perfectly that it uh, gets tossed to the side and uh, cuts Yugi free. Uh, which powerful spikes on that yo-yo if you can break through rope and also a very good sign of skill by Joey. So at this point, Joey's like, haha, gotcha, sucker. But he fails to notice one of the generic henchmen sneak up behind him and conk him on his head. Yeah. So he is now out for the count. Well, he's he's falling to the ground, but he's not quite out for the count. Yugi is free. He has seen Joey been injured. It's game time. So we get a pretty cool um yami transformation i think partially because like the entire screen gets covered in hieroglyphics we see like yugi fade into the background as yami sort of emerges with the glowing eyes and the pyramid symbol um i I would say maybe not the top the top transformation but a top tier transformation very pleased with it Mm -hmm. yami is immediately ready to rumble he uh suddenly appears from like he's standing on top of this like a, a ramp uh, another I ramp. think he, he, he sort of activates the hook thing and mm-hmm. then basically like shoots up into the air and he ends yeah, he up Yeah, he shoots on up in the air. There's like a freight hook. He's able cross to like- beam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then he's um standing on the railing of like mm-hmm. one of the ramps that are above the warehouse and he's like, it's shadow game time. It's It gets a little unclear what exactly Joey was up to because it's now- you. So he- it kind of, it kind of splits into mm-hmm. like- Joey versus Hirutani, and then Yugi versus all of the other guys in the gang. Yeah. So I think it was kind of just like Hirutani was like going after him to make it more personal or whatever, and they just sort of ended up separated. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, just from the implication of has now Joey, I guess Joey was so distracted by Hirutani that he did not notice his friend do that dope shit with the freight hook or notice that his friend now seems different. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's off screen, but I'm assuming yeah. that split just happened off screen. Yeah, I think Joey was just, like, pretty distracted, so he probably didn't notice, like, every... Honestly, detail. that's I can't even be mad because that's pretty on brand for Joey, so we'll let it slide. All right, so this is probably one of the simplest <laughs> um, the simplest games uh, that Yami explains to people. He's got a yo-yo now, and we've got this... We've got probably the best and also worst yo-yo shot um, as he's demonstrating his yo-yo abilities. Oh, it's so good. It's so funny. I feel like we should take a screenshot of this... And, and put it with the episode because it's just it's impossible to describe how horrible this looks i will gif i will i will make a gif and post it Thank on you. the twitter because it does it really does have to be seen to be believed it's you cannot really even good. imagine how many arms they animate on this poor man <laughs> <laughs> it's so good <laughs> um anyway so yami's like okay there's only one rule of this game last one standing wins so not a particularly intellectual game this round yeah it's like the game is we keep fighting each other we fight each other with yo-yos which is also a an i think unfortunate break from the manga where i do like the game we'll cover that at the end of this episode but in this one it's just like stand keep standing baby so uh basically uh, we're now in two different fights, Minions versus Yami Yugi and Joey versus Hirutani. Sorry, Minions versus Yugi. I just imagined, like, the Minions, <laughs> the little yellow things. The minions from this movie. <laughs> I would love to see those bitches go to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so basically, um, they're all trying to hit Yami with their yo-yos, but he's just diving and dodging like it's his job. Joey then proceeds to... He's fighting Hiratani. He is doing pretty well. He act- He's actually able to, like, wound Hiratani in the face. He's able to get, like, smacked in the face, and Hiratani falls against a window that's broken. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, we get a great uh, pocket glass moment where basically Joey's, like, taunting Hiratani in the ground, and Hiratani breaks some glass on the ground and proceeds to throw the glass shards at Joey's face, which is, like, a pretty good move, but also... It's exactly... more violent than I was expecting yeah. this show to go, considering how they've toned down the violent moments from the manga previously. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's not like they're showing, it like, glass going into anybody's eye, but it is definitely, like, wow, that would be actually dangerous. <laughs> Wait, Jenny, just... Okay, I need you to look at this image. I'm gonna put it, a link to it in the chat. I gotcha. This is what showed up when I googled Yu-Gi-Oh! Minion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gay. Good at Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Just thanks, internet. I gotta save this one second. It's just a good image. We'll include this, too. We'll include this. Lots of good visuals this episode. Save image as gay Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So Joey has now been slightly incapacitated. He can't see. Um, we now flip to the Yami versus uh, minions fights. <laughs> Not those minions. Uh, basically, they've been able to corner him at the edge of the roof. And they're like, hey, hey, we got you now, idiot. And Yami's like, no, you are the idiot. And basically, he says what he was doing the whole time as he was like yo-yoing. Basically, the whole time as they were attempting to attack him, he was yo-yoing. It looked like he was just like going straight down. What he was doing was basically strategically um, weakening the roof in certain areas. So now that they're standing in the area that he predicted, he's able to yo-yo them up for the last time and the uh, a hole that he created sort of <laughs> um, in the roof uh, collapses and all of the minions collapse down. Yes, the there's the great, great line here where he says, you don't aim yo-yos at people, you aim them at the ground. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I was like, the episode's lesson, don't aim yo-yos at people. They should face the ground. Oh, sorry, I'm just checking my notes now. And one other good line, when Joey is facing Hirtani on the ground right before he gets pocket glassed, he goes like, haha, look at you. You're just a fool alone on top of Mountain of Monkeys. <laughs> yes, yes. That's Which is also a really good line. I'm like, Joey, maybe you are smart enough to get a cold. Just maybe you are. <laughs> I also screenshotted that. Um, wait, let me find how it was translated in mine. Uh, he says, being on top of a monkey mountain sure made you out of shape. <laughs> Which I, I get what he's going for. He's saying, like, oh, you're depending too much. Yeah, so the idea is, like, because he's in charge, he doesn't get his hands dirty, so he hasn't, like, been fighting as much anymore. But Yeah, he hasn't been fighting enough. Why is it Monkey Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut to the Joey Hiratani fight. He can't see, but he's able to sort of, like, um, knock him off. They're, they're struggling some more, and he's able to knock Hiratani off the railing. They both start to fall. Um, but then uh, he uses the bands, the running band, band sash that Honda gave him um, to sort of create a zip line. He grabs onto one of those same freight hooks um, and is able to get away safely. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hiratani, he's able to sort of grab just by his hands onto a different piece of railing. Um, so Joey uses his make uh, makeshift zip line to go over to where Hiratani is. And he's like, and here, so Hiratani's barely holding on. It's like Mufasa style. And Joey's like, all right, time for my super explosive yo-yo trip. And he proceeds to walk the dog 
uh, and hit Hirutani's hand so that he falls off the railing. Um, yeah, it's very good. Presumably to his death. We don't see. He's like, like, I still don't know any other. I still don't know any other yo-yo tricks. This is the only one I got. So the, the super explosive trick is just walk on the dog. <laughs> yeah, what I was gonna say. So earlier. So what, what? What do you think is the ultimate yo-yo trick? Do you think it is? The fact that the yo-yos have spikes on them, pretty good. <laughs> is it Joey's uh, parade the pooch or, you know, walk as a dog? Um, or is it when they're like, and they're just a shit ton of yo-yos and it's like, you can't possibly walk forward. You'll die from this yo-yo barrage. I think it could be any of those <laughs> three things. Um, I think it's probably the walk the dog making the episode title a little ironic because it's not an ultimate yo-yo trick. It's one of the basic ones. Well, sometimes the the classics are what gets shit. Uh, They're classics yeah. for a reason, you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Classics are classics for a reason. You heard it here first. Well, probably not first. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the end, right? Well, yeah. Well, there's a very cute scene where Yugi has, or Yami actually is like, "Ugh, Joey, you haven't changed at all," which echoes exactly like um, what Yugi said earlier in the episode. So some similarities between them. Um, but yeah, this is almost the end of an episode, except they've got to end on a kind of stupid trick. Um, at this point, there's always a like a goofy stinger scene at the end. Yeah, they're back in the classroom. Anzu and Miho, who dipped out before all the fighting began, are now back, <laughs> and they're like, uh, and Anzu's like, "Oh, you really only know one trick, don't you? To walk the dog." And Joey's like, "Nah, I made a new technique: loop in the sky." And so he attempts to like frantically loop the yo-yo around, which. Um, is able to create such an intense wind gust that uh, blows up the girl's skirts. Anzu and Miu's skirts lift up, um, presumably flashing their panties. Because anime. <laughs> uh, Joey, th- in this case, it seems to have been not intentional because Joey seems embarrassed. Honda <laughs> and Honda's embarrassed. Yui's horrified. And the episode ends, ends with uh, Anzu chasing Joey out, basically saying that she's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the end. I I like this episode a lot. It's cool to um Joe. Uh, it's cool to get like Junoji backstory, like learning about like his his darker past, I guess, and his yeah. his bad home life, and then seeing how him and Honda uh, became friends, and then also just like the inherent. It's just sublime ridiculousness of like weaponized yo-yos is so fun. Yeah, this is like good. one of the perfect early Yu-Gi-Oh episodes, and that's just got everything. It's got like actually good character moments. It's about the power of friendship, um, fun fights. Yeah, I would say the only episode weakness this has is that the the shadow game is not very fun, and that's not the point of the episode. But like, it really is just like them fighting, which it's kind of similar to the manga. And we can go to manga corner now. Yeah, and- let's do let's do the manga corner. Yeah. So um, this episode is a combination of two separate like manga arcs that are pretty far apart. Mm-hmm. It's based on uh, chapters 11 and 12, which are called uh, The Wild Gang, parts one and two. And then it's also based on chapters 48 and 49, which are called Jinochi Soul Battle, <laughs> part <laughs> one and two, which is such a title. Uh, so basically it was like there were originally two stories and the first one where is like we meet Hirutani's gang and we learn about that aspect of Jinochi's past and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is like a sequel. And that was the one that has all of the yo-yo stuff where it's like they introduce the yo-yo craze. And then um, it's like, it's Hirutani's gang, they're back. So like for the anime, they just kind of collapse the two stories into a single episode. And um, the first part of this episode goes mostly like chapter 11. 
So with the only like real differences are the usual like Miho is there type stuff. And um, in the manga, Honda is, you know, like we said, he's more of a delinquent type similar to Jinochi. So he's like up in there beating up on some guy. Mm-hmm. And then um, the big difference is that in the second chapter of that. So yeah, because it's not the yo-yo stuff at all. That's not involved. The game is totally different. The Oh, also, again, when we're talking about, you know, it being less violent in this um the dudes have tasers and they're like zapping them with i guess stun guns or tasers <laughs> it's pretty intense yeah yeah it's like an actually scary gang in the i mean yet again because they can show more violence but do they have yeah less mm-hmm. oh there's also here's something interesting here is um at this part, you were talking about having an easy time finding the gang. There is a moment in the manga where Yugi, he's literally just like holding the Millennium Puzzle and he's like, please, Puzzle, tell me where Jinochi is. And then he has a flash and he just like knows, I guess. So it's like, apparently we. this is a power of the Millennium Puzzle is that it can tell you where people are. Or possibly this is when he transforms because the next time you shot we see of him, he's Yami. A very unclear to me what's going on there. Yeah, yeah, a little, inc- a little. They d- didn't think it through, but in in you know, in exchange, we got some cool moments. So it's all worth it in the end. So he shows up. He's like, "I'll challenge you to a game," and then he says, "There is a time bomb hidden on your feet, and there's a switch. And if you can find the switch, then you win." But if not, there's a penalty game and the bomb will explode. Basically, the idea is like they're all wet. And if they use the stun gun, it will zap all of them with electricity. And then the quote unquote switch is like one of the dudes who passed out earlier, gotten beat up, is like on the ground holding a gun and then he drops it or something. Mm -hmm. And then they all get zapped to shit by a ton of electricity. And um, Yami walks away like very chill. And then there's, um, yeah, chapters 48 and 49 are the sequel to those. It starts off with Jinochi showing off his yo-yos and then some kid from their class telling them about how there's a gang that's been beating people up with yo-yos. And then when they go to, like, check it out, they're like, oh, it's Hiratani's gang. They set a trap for, for us. And then it kind of plays out pretty close to the game in the other one. Right down to all of the, like, um, I use using walk the dog and like the same line. You don't aim yo-yos at people; you aim them at the ground. <laughs> very glad they worked that in because it's uh yeah the the point of the episode. Like it the it's not as much about power friendship as it is about how to safely use yo-yos, you know. But um, I think basically the reason I, I like the manga chapter a bit more is it's just a bit more clear what Yugi's doing, or they emphasize more that like Yugi's actions when when he's in the shadow game. Uh, they're like, why is he just randomly running around? He doesn't seem to have strategy. Mm-hmm. Whereas I guess he is technically doing that in the show, but everybody's doing that <laughs> because the animation so far. So it, just, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, the animation quality is like not up to where it needs to be Can't to convey that. what is going on, which is a bummer <laughs> because what is supposed to be going on is cool. Yeah. But like, if you haven't read the manga, I imagine watching this and being confused would be like, pretty likely because it's just not super clear 
Well, yeah, I mean, and that's pretty much the episode. Yeah, I I mean, I almost have more to say about episodes that I think are bad, because this, I just think, is really it's just good. It's really solid, yeah. Like, there's not really much else to say. I would say, yeah, it's, like, one of my top episodes. Like, it's really good. Just really good moments. Like, it's hard because, like, you describe a lot of, like, like, a lot of the scenes where Yugi's worrying about Joey, like, mm-hmm. you can call them cute, but, like, when you watch them, they really are very heartening and stuff. You're like, ugh friendship yeah i know how much their friendship has grown it's just a very sweet dynamic and just like you said it's really nice now to see like honda not being just like the weird hall monitor friend like you're like oh even though i do think their backstory is like i love how super simple their backstory is and it's pretty much an excuse to i guess have some sort of sash for joey to use to make a zip Mm -hmm. line oh yeah i should i i don't think i mentioned this but the um relay race sash thing is is also not in the manga it's also anime original yeah I, it's kind of, I, I mean, I don't mind that, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. I almost like the idea more. They don't really go into how Honda and Joey became friends in the manga, but I always sort of assumed that basically they probably were in some gang street stuff and both of them just mutually decided to leave at the same time. Like maybe they like were involved in some shenanigans and then like both. They're both just punks. So, I mean, it's kind of cute, but also it's kind of like, nah, kind of. That's one of those things where it's like, it might have been better served not knowing exactly what was happening, mm-hmm. but it's definitely yeah. not bad. It's it's still good. Do you want to do, I actually did prepare fun facts about yo-yos. <laughs> Lay them on me. I'd love that. <laughs> because, yeah, so our, our game of the week, yo-yos. So, like, it's not like I did a ton of research. This is pretty much all just off of the Wikipedia page, but... um. Yo-yos have been known to exist since ancient times, going back to 500 BC, um, which is not quite early enough for our uh, pharaoh in ancient Egypt and Yu-Gi-Oh timeline (laughs) to have had them, but almost. (laughs) And um, the word yo-yo comes from the Philippines, so the term probably originates from the Ilocano language, which I hope I'm pronouncing right, Mm -hmm. which is like one of the native languages of the Philippines. Uh, sometimes uh, Wikipedia makes me feel stupid because I'll read the name of a language that I've never heard of and then I'll click on the article and it'll be like seven million native speakers and I'm like damn there sure are just a lot of people in the world (laughs) and so many languages that I've just never heard of Uh, yeah and so a a Filipino man named Pedro Flores opened the first yo-yo manufacturing company in the U.S. in 1928 and basically, he introduced yo-yos to, like, the American world along with the name. Because um, before that, they were, like, known to exist in English. In, they were called, the English word was bandalore, which is weird. I've never heard that word before. Bandalore. That sounds vaguely familiar to me. One second. I think that would be... That might be used in um Are you sure you are you sure you're not just thinking of Mandalore from Star Wars? No, no, I'm definitely thinking Bandalore. I think that's like a weapon in a video game or something. Oh, you're thinking of a bandolier. Oh, okay. Yeah, you that's got me like, there. You got me Yeah, there. the thing that you like put like you stow weapons on, I think. That like cash thing. I was absolutely thinking of a bandolier. You're right. You got me. Yeah, and then I also found out when I was looking this up that apparently there's like it's like a myth that yo-yos were used by like ancient filipinos mm-hmm. as a weapon but there's no actual historical evidence that that's true it seems like it was just made up by like a filipino guy in like the 1940s who wanted to sell yo-yos and sound cooler <laughs> so like there's no like yo-yos have never historically been a weapon but there's a lot of like anime and shit like that where people will 
use yo-yos as a weapon. So there is a whole TV tropes page for killer yo-yo that you can read. <laughs> um, most notable to me is Kiloa from Hunter Hunter, which I know you mentioned. Yeah, a top tier yo-yo boy. Just a top tier boy all around. Love him dearly. Oh, top, yeah, easily top five anime boy there. Just a great boy. Beautiful <laughs> boy. Our favorite white-haired anime boy. Yeah, and there are a lot of good ones, but he's just good. Even one of the best gay ones. And I'm, I haven't, I've seen the neon gen, gen what is this Evangelion? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, every every um white-haired anime boy is gay. Um, Devil Man set the precedent, and that's just how it goes. <laughs> Wait, now I gotta look up white-haired anime boys. Uh, I mean Bakura. Oh, I will say Inuyasha is, is hetero. He is hetero. Inuyasha is painfully hetero. <laughs> oh, that's true. Inuyasha. Well, he gets to be. He's he's the only straight. He's the token great white-haired boy. Absolutely. Kakashi? Well, he's more gray, but... Oh my god, okay, sorry. So I was looking up white-haired anime boys, and one of the, like, people who also ask, it, one of them is, who is the ugliest anime boy? And <laughs> number seven is Ghost Kaiba. <laughs> Wait, sorry. So you found a listicle of ugliest anime boys? Yeah, it's on Watch Mojo. I'm literally just looking at it, like, it's just, like, Google recommended, and it's just, like, Oh, some of them's for Hunter Hunter. This is so mean. People There's... also ask is such a legend. <laughs> Wait, so what are the other ugliest anime boys? I need to know. Uh, one sec- well, the problem is this list sucks because it also includes like women. Like it has Melody from Hunter Hunter, which also like yes, she's ugly, but that's my wife. Back off. Um, I don't recognize most of I was going to say Usopp One Piece. He's pretty ugly. I don't like his nose. He is pretty ugly. I love him, but he is ugly. I don't like him very much. He's a, he's he's fine. I just, he's just sort of like... We haven't seen a ton of One Piece, but I would agree he's like not... He's probably one of my least favorite in the gang. I just sort of like don't think of him. I've lost the list. I've lost the list because I, I closed the window and now it's giving me different people who ask. Uh, how, how should we just wrap up this episode? Um, yeah, some ugly, speaking of ugly anime characters and pretty anime characters, um, next week we have some interesting meditations on beauty. Oh yeah, the entire episode is dedicated to inner beauty versus outer beauty, which is more important. You already know the answer. I won't say it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Battle City Broads. If you have any comments, you can contact us at Battle City Broad on Twitter without the S or by emailing us at battlecitybroads at gmail.com. 